Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Yay. You know, I want to ask the lady how she's doing today. Lady, how are you? How are you doing back there? Still uh, chilling? I'll have to interpret for her. Hanging out? She's uh, saying... What is she saying? Yes, as long as everyone is behaving properly, I'm good. Well... (laughs) She's still giving a stern look over Jace's shoulder. She is. Every week. Yes, we'll have to... uh, Truly. To see if we can, you know, remain calm and happy and... Decent this entire episode. We'll see. Oh, I think she likes it the naughtier and nastier we get. Oh, I suppose you're right. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, she said behave properly, and it's unclear what properly is. You That's know? True. lots of interpretations there. Yeah, exactly. It could truly mean anything, yes. All righty. Wow. Well, I am interested to talk about what happened last week because the, finally we heard and saw for the first time, these dry bones that Jace has been, like, talking about for Excited ever? about? You've had feelings about? Yes. Such dry bones. Oh, yeah, I've been pumped for these bones for years now. So pumped, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Them dry bones. Yeah, so we talked about that. I don't remember, I don't remember learning about that in Sunday school. Hmm. I mean, I, I knew there was a reference to Ezekiel and dry bones and stuff like that. But on the one hand, I would think, why didn't I learn that? Like, learn about that in Sunday school? That seems like a good Sunday school story. But then I'm like, no, it's not really a good Sunday school story because it's it doesn't zombies. go anywhere, really. Yeah, yeah it just kind of happens and then... Stops right, but he's just like, hey, look, dry bones. Hey, look, I resurrected them. Hey, look, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then nothing else. And so yeah. a little bit of a letdown for the kiddos. Yeah, but the idea of resurrection is pretty pretty badass, I got to say. I mean, sure, yeah. Like raising a zombie army, pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is hard, I guess, to teach to kids because there's not like, you can't even really force a lesson onto it. I mean, yeah. okay, I say can't. And <laughs> I, that's showing I have too little faith in the youth pastors out there. Oh, you have little yeah. faith. <laughs> yes. But right, it's a hard one to make. Like, It's not like, oh, he did a thing and then a thing happened. It's just like, no, he just kind of had this vision. It's just the object lesson. That's it. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. not even. That's the same reason why they probably didn't teach us about Jeremiah and his underwear and stuff <laughs> in Sunday school. Right, right. And now, kids, we're going to do a craft <laughs> where you can make your own linen underwear. Oh, gosh. That's how it would go. Um, well, how did they even teach you all about Ezekiel in Sunday school? Because it's it's also not kid-friendly in any way. Like, so much of the super isn't. I don't remember being taught anything about Ezekiel, honestly. Like, I... I remember maybe knowing that Ezekiel had some visions and saw some wild shit, mm-hmm. but but I don't think they really emphasize this one. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm going to well, Google Ezekiel I mean, for kids. <laughs> okay. See what happens. It's going to be interesting. I'm interested in that. Yeah. We could look into some of that for the bonus if you find some fun exercises to go through with us. Okay. Right. Totally. But but I yeah. think that maybe what you might be missing, Em, is that in Sunday school for kids, you tend to teach like the stories. So maybe they would teach like a story of something that Ezekiel said, mm-hmm. but we didn't get the like, this is the context of who Ezekiel is and, and whatever. Same with Jeremiah and, and like the other prophets. We okay. maybe would get a mention of like, they were a prophet and maybe we would hear about characters in the story, but it's not like, we didn't do kind of the, the in-depth study that we do on this show of like, mm-hmm. you know, let's try who to the heck everybody is. Yeah, who was writing this? When were they writing it? What was going on? That's just not a thing you did. And then in adult church, I'd say it's even worse where it's like they'll read something and talk about some lesson based on the verses they read, but it's not like, and also here's some context of who Ezekiel was or anything like that. Like, okay. It's just not how it's presented. That would be something you would get in like a, a dedicated Bible study. Yeah. Like this one right here. I say <laughs> This drunk Bible study of ours. Yes, how lovely. Exactly. Yeah. And welcome. Welcome to you. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, what do you remember? What do I remember from last week? Yeah, we talked about the dry bones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dry bones. Yeah, we've been there, done that. Oh yeah, dry bones. So that's it. Okay, dry bones. Well, that was what I was going to contribute to the conversation. How about (laughs) y'all? No, no, no. That's all we. That's all we got. That's that's the most. That's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Beautiful. Alrighty. Well, what are you two drinking? Well, trying to have a. Uh, early dinner, an early liquid dinner, I suppose. I did not eat enough calories today, so this is going to be interesting. Uh, but I just made like a little shochu, chew high, highball sort of situation with some lime bubbly. It's mm. a nice shochu. That's what I'm knocking back. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going back to one of my classics, which is a dry Manhattan. So whiskey with dry vermouth and also some bitters in here because I love me some bitters. Yeah, I actually got some dry vermouth so that I could make myself a dry Manhattan. Ooh, nice. It's excellent. It's really good. I is that, appreciate Is that what it. you're having right now? No, because this episode is going to come out in February. And so February is going to be a new month of uh-huh. dedicated cocktails from May. And I decided that because February historically is the time when like the Oscars happen mm. and the Oscars to me feel like glitzy and glam that I would do vintage cocktails this month. Ooh, fun. Yeah. So okay, this is my attempt at a cocktail called the Pink Lady. It ended Ew. up being kind of a purple lady. <laughs> <laughs> Not a pink lady because I went to the store and I was like, do you have apple brandy? Which was one of the things that they that I was supposed to have for this cocktail. And they were like, what? And then I was like, do you have grenadine? And they're like, nah. And so I had to quickly, yeah, kind of Weird. muddle some apples and some... I had <laughs> instead of pomegranates, which is what grenadine is made out of, I had some blackberries. So I muddled all those up to sort of infuse the same flavors and it ended up being quite purple, but it's extremely tasty. And then it has gin in here as well, as well as aquafaba. Generally, it would have a whole egg, (laughs) which I was not going to do. And so I did aquafaba instead and it still has that beautiful foam topper. Purpley non-egg lady. Yes, it's a purpley lady as opposed to a pink lady, but this is a vintage cocktail. 
Oh, that does remind me. I'm I'm about to give some free advertising to the place that Jason and I went mm. last weekend. For any of you folks who are in Seattle, this bar called Canon that Canon sold a whole bunch of wild drinks. But oh, lovely! Specific, like I got a drink that was in the shape of a bee. What? What? <laughs> like the like the glassware for it is a like bee. the glass was a bee. Got it. Okay, it was a, it bee. Was a bee. And you're like drinking out of the stinger. You're of drinking the bee. out of a bee. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course you are. That's amazing. And I got one that was a cannon that like had a stand and the cannon part and like the straw sticking in the cannon and you're like drinking out of uh-huh. the cannon. Wow. It was great. Oh my gosh. It was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Next time I come to Seattle, we'll have to go. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> highly, highly recommend. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. How fun. Excellent. Okay. Are we ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yes. So ready. Yeah. Enough more dilly-dallying. No more <laughs> dilly-dallying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well said. This is our fourth to last episode of Ezekiel. Woo! Woo! We're only going to be reading two chapters today, but the second one is a little bit long. So Dedeker and I will be splitting that one. Uh, and then we're going to do two Psalms again today. So without further ado, we would like to remind everyone as we get started to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it's Ezekiel 39. You, son of man, prophecy against Gog. Oh yeah, we had Gog last time too. Mm -hmm. This like mysterious Gog. And we talked about what Gog was, Gog and Agog. And say, thus says the Lord Yahweh, Behold, I am against you, Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal. And I will turn you about, and I will lead you on, and will cause you to come up from the uttermost parts of the north. And I will bring you up on the mountains of Israel, and I will strike your bow out of your left hand. Wait out of your left hand? I guess yeah. maybe he's left-handed. Yeah, you hold the bow in the left hand. He's right-handed. So the bow's oh, in the left hand okay. and then you're... And then you... Yeah, okay. Knocking okay, the yes. arrow with your right hand. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Out of your left hand and will cause your arrows to fall out of your right hand. Got it. Okay. Okay, so both the arrow and the bow knocked out of your hands. Okay, cool. <laughs> Everything's going to be bad. You shall fall on the mountains of Israel, you and all your hordes and the peoples who are with you, and I will give you the ravenous birds of every sort and to the animals of the field to be devoured. You shall fall on the open field, for I have spoken it, says the Lord Yahweh. I will send... Yeah, so so Eugene here. Please. It's Eugene time, everyone. Okay. Uh, Mm. (laughs) Eugene says, I'll serve you up as a meal to carrion birds and scavenging animals. Mm. On a silver platter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so delightful. I will send a fire on Magog and on those who dwell securely in the isles, and they shall know that I am Yahweh. My holy name will I make known in the midst of my people Israel. Neither will I allow my holy name to be profaned anymore. Mm. And the nations shall know that I am Yahweh, the Holy One in Israel. Yeah. Behold, it comes and it shall be done, says the Lord Yahweh. This is the day about which I have spoken. <laughs> There's so many days about which he speaks. Uh, I just love Eugene here. It's like, <laughs> it's coming. Yes. It will happen. This is the day I've been telling you about. <laughs> will it? I don't know. I'm sure it will. Sounds a little opportunistic to me. Indeed. Those who dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth 
and shall make fires of the weapons and burn them, both the shields and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows, and the war clubs and the spears, and they shall make fires of them seven years, so that they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest, for they shall make fires of the weapons, and they shall plunder those who plundered them and rob those who robbed them, said the Lord Yahweh. So, okay, cool. So so this is a little bit different from beating swords into plowshares, but we're going to switch to a weapons-based fuel for seven years. There's going to be enough weapons, we can just burn them all. Yeah. From the other guys? Yeah, basically like every army all around us. Yeah, we're gonna Got it. Okay. We're gonna get their weapons and we're gonna burn them for seven years. That's a lot of that's a lot of weapons. A lot of burning. Yeah, that's that's too much yeah. for a whole city, for a whole bunch of people. Cause you gotta cook cook every day and you just go out to the field and pick up an errant you do. bow Ideally. and some arrows and toss them. Yeah. Yeah, or is it like, it's like, oh, you know, hey, son, we're running low on firewood. Go out and get some. And the son's like, oh, okay. And like goes over to the neighboring city and like steals more weapons from their enemies. <laughs> or just like punches them all out. And he's like, okay, cool. I got some bows and arrows for us to make dinner. Yeah, or kills them. Or maybe he, he kind of baits them to shoot some arrows at him. And he's just wily enough to, just to them. grab them and bring them back home. <laughs> yeah. It's convenient. (laughs) Okay, yeah. It shall happen in that day that I will give to Gog a place for burial in Israel, the valley of those who pass through on the east of the sea, and it shall stop those who pass through. And there shall they bury Gog and all his multitude, and they shall call it the Valley of Ham on Gog. The Valley of Ham on Gog. I don't know. I wonder what Ham on... Okay, whoa, hold on. It's like a Denny's dish. Ham on Gog. There's a ham, ham on on Gog's head. Okay, so the ham on Gog. The the Jewish Bible translates that as horde of God. You mean mm, Gog? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the horde of God. But I prefer Eugene's translation, which is to call it Gog's mob, <laughs> which is a pretty sweet name. Ah, uh, the Gog mob. <laughs> like like the band is Gog, and then like oh the groupies, the the groupies are Gog's mob. Oh, Gog's yeah, mob, yeah, totally. That's so good. Oh oh, I see. Yeah, the groupies, totally. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Thank cool. You. Gog's mob. We'll make up T-shirts. For but that. okay. But definitely, ham on Gog. I'm part of Gog's mob. Yes. Sam in the chat is saying that sounds like a sandwich, and I think that goes to the Archipelago Sandwich Pub. Maybe our first ever sandwich that we actually put on the menu there. Oh, that's true. We've been heavy on drinks and uh-huh. weird random other things, and not a lot of sandwiches. Okay, I'm gonna make a note of that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. That's gonna be okay. the Archipelago Sandwich Pub's version of Moon Over My Hammy. Oh yeah. Okay. That's fun. What? What's that? It's a, it's a, you know, you've been to a Denny's in your life ever? In my life, yes. Yeah. Moon over my hammy. It's, well, it has eggs in it's it. Like which one I of their signature things. Recently learned that you've never eaten an egg, which is odd. Yeah. Um, I haven't. Yeah. People, mom knows what I'm talking about. People in the chat, Emily's never eaten an egg <laughs> in her life. Yeah. It's wild. No. So you probably would have never ordered. I've had them in things, but a moon over a moon over my hammy. That was a Denny's no, thing, along with the Grand Slam that we all know and love. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. 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 All right. Seven. So, yeah, we're still going on about Gog's mob. <laughs> yes. Here. Okay. Gog's mob. My mom just texted me and was like, "Yup, you haven't." <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. It's definitely her fault, but I'm completely. Thank you for fact checking, Sherry. <laughs> completely fine with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seven months shall the house of Israel be burying them, that they may cleanse the land. 
Yes, all the people of the land shall bury them, and it shall be to them a renown in the day that I shall be glorified, says the Lord Yahweh. It's like he's becoming Ursula, like, oh. or is it Ursula or is it the the wicked witch who tries to kill Sleeping Beauty or something? What, just a generic villain monologue? Yeah, yeah, where they're like, it shall be in the day that... I and, okay, <laughs> it's really exciting. That's what Yahweh's doing. And he's the fairest of them all, obviously. They shall set apart men of continual employment who shall pass through the land. And with those who pass through, those who bury those who remain on the surface of the land to cleanse it. After the end of seven months, shall they search. I don't know what just happened. (laughs) That was 14. Yeah, let me let me hit you with some Eugene here. I think that'll Please. help understand. So we're still going on about this Gog's mob where we're gonna like this mass grave of all the, the Gogians of, of Gog's mob, I guess. So it says, uh, Israel will bury the corpses in order to clean up the land. It will take them seven months. All the people will turn out to help with the burials. It'll be a big day for the people when it's all done and I'm given my due. (laughs) Men will be hired full time for the cleanup burial operation and will go through the country looking for defiling, decomposing corpses. Gross. Ew. Wait, hold (laughs) on. But if they're hiring them full time, -time. why do they have to go hunting for gross corpses? Because these dead gogs are everywhere. Yeah. Dead gogs. Dead gog mob. Dead Gog Mob, yeah. Oh, I like that too. Dead Gog Mob. Wait, but hold on. But also all the people are coming out to help and making a whole like Hootenanny festival out of it. But also we need to bring in professionals. Yeah, but they can only work part-time. You got to have some professionals to sort of lead the effort, you know? It's like when you have a, a search party or something, you know, you got the like, you know, search and rescue people with the volunteers to kind of help coordinate. It's a big effort. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Amazing. And then and then the last part you just read, it says, at the end of seven months, there will be an all-out final search. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. To really so comb... That's, that's what we're talking about now. Is okay. This, that's what it is. To really comb the desert, you know? Really make sure we're done. Just going, going nuts. Okay. <laughs> Those who pass through the land shall pass through. And when any sees a man's bone, then shall he set up a sign by it until the undertakers have buried it in the valley of Haman Gog. So, okay, so now I'm... <laughs> they're like, I'm, there he is. It's like a little flag. <laughs> they do that, though, at like crime scenes. So they would probably like... That's what like, I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like on all the CSI shows where they put yes. those little yellow beep, beep, triangle tag beep. things on them. Okay, yeah, perfect. good. So that the CSI guys eventually can go pick it up. Yeah, yeah, bag this. Wait, what is this? Hamon, Hamonah, Hamonah? shall also be the name of a city, of a city. Thus shall they cleanse the land. You, son of man, thus says the Lord Yahweh, speak to the birds of every sort and to every animal of the field. Assemble yourselves and come. Is this new? Yes. So, sorry, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we've moved on and you went by so fast. I need to tell you about Hamana. Hum, Hamana. According to Eugene, okay. we could also call this town Mobville. Oh, so we got Gog's Mob is like the burial site. And then I guess Mobville is the town. That Gog's Mob. That that's in. Okay, Mobville. <laughs> and Eugene already came up with like Blastville and Smoketown. It's like <laughs> Cockerico Village and Cockerico Graveyard. Oh yeah, that's true. Blastville and Smoketown. I do like Hamana mess around though. 
Yeah, Hama, no, I'm messing around. Exactly. Love it. But we, we've got so many mess around. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of hot It's the gift that keeps on giving. Okay, it is. sure. It is. Yeah. Sure. Okay, uh, assemble yourselves and come. Gather yourselves. Wait, sorry, can you back up to verse 17? Because this is the new section. We got to know who we're talking to now. Fine. You, son of man, thus says the Lord Yahweh, speak to the birds of every sort and to every animal of the field. To the birds. He's yes. now telling him to talk to the birds. Any kind of raven. <laughs> it doesn't say that, but I'm assuming he means that as well. Assemble yourselves and come. Gather yourselves on every side to my sacrifice that I do sacrifice for you. Even a great sacrifice on the mountains of Israel that you may eat flesh and drink blood because you are a vampire now. You shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth of rams, of lambs, not the lambs, and of goats, of bulls, and of all the fatlings of Bashan. He's still talking oh, to the man. birds or telling him to talk to the I, birds I, and tell I, them, I, hey, I, drink I, all I, the blood, be a vampire bird. I don't know. Yes, yes, okay. yes. This is to, So this is to the birds and all the wild animals. And, oh, okay. Geez. And he's saying, get ready. These princes are delicious. You are going to love it. Mm. Please chomp on them. Uh, in in the message, he also says you're going to feast on the choicest grain-fed animals of Bashan. Choi- oh so <laughs> it's going to be pretty good. They're grain-fed? They're not grass-fed? Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Sorry, I don't know. Is that like a thing that like meat eaters talk about? Whatever. You shall eat fat until you be full and drink blood until you be drunken of my sacrifice, which I have sacrificed for you. He didn't do anything. Come on. Well, he's doing it for the birds and the animals. Oh, he's now, okay. Yahweh is sacrificing to animals. This is an interesting hierarchy Ooh, of uh, wow. Who, it's just like a yeah. turn of events here. Yeah. Who sacrifices to whom? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. You shall be filled at my table with horses and chariots. What? Chariots are less tasty than the horses. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like... Maybe he's talking to the termites who are going to chomp, 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 chomp. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. With mighty men and with all men of war, says the Lord Yahweh, mm. I will set my glory among the nations and all the nations sh- shall... Oh, I can't say S's today. Shall see my judgment that I have executed and my hand that I have laid on them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am Yahweh their God from that day and forward. The nations shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they trespassed against me and I hid my face from them. So I gave them into the hand of their adversaries and they fell adversaries. (laughs) Don't roll your freaking eyes at me, Dedeker. And they fell all of them by the sword. According to their uncleanliness and according to their transgressions did I to them and I hid my face from them. Mm. Wait, he did? God did? Yahweh hid his face from the Israelites and let them get captured. We we, we know this. We we all know this. It's happened already, right? They've been captured because Yahweh was like, you were all bad. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. Don't look at me. And now he's saying, they're like, I'm going to you know, lift you back up and you're going to have to spend freaking forever cleaning up the dead bodies that you're going to kill. Yeah. Awkward. But then everyone's going to know that I abandoned you because you were bad, bad boys and girls, but now I'm back. Gog's mob. 
Therefore, thus says the Lord Yahweh, now will I bring back the captivity of a Jacob. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? I'm sorry, the captivity of Jacob, what? What? <laughs> what happened? Captivity of Jacob. That was like me modulating upwards and, and it just went awry. And have mercy on the whole house of Israel and I will be jealous for my holy name. Wait, he's going to be jealous of himself? Je- jealous? It says jealous. He's going to be jealous like of himself. Possessive or... Jealous for my holy name. Like he's going to want it. He's going to want his name. What does the message say, Jace? So the message says, and I'll be zealous for my holy name. Oh. <laughs> That's very different than jealous, <laughs> but okay. So the, the NIV also says zealous. So I do think so this might be one of those ones that... No one quite knew how to translate. Someone, yeah. I don't know, whole or World English Bible, I don't know, is the J near the Z? No, it's not anywhere near. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was Maybe it? Maybe they it, were it's, also it's a, drunk when they were translating. Jealous. Translating's a funny thing, though, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember... Oh, jealous uh, and zealous come from the same Latin word, according to John Michael. There you go. Okay. Well, that's why. Okay. There you go. Like I remember, so I was in in Russia with a friend of mine who was earlier on in learning Russian than I was. And we were talking with a Russian friend who had a son and she was trying to ask like, oh, is he your only son? Like, do you only have one kid? And instead she asked, is he only a son? Because for them, like for us, we can use just and like, Mm -hmm. is he an only son and is he only a son? Like to us, it's the same word only, but to them, they have a different word for like just and a different word for only, and they can't intermix like that. Is so he only a son? You're like, yeah, is he only a son? To... <laughs> He's a son. And I had to, I had and... to jump in and be like, I think actually what you're trying to ask is this thing. <laughs> but yeah, right? With jealous, zealous, you know, it could be a synonym for them sure, and not for us. Maybe. You know. Yeah, there you go. They shall bear their shame and all their trespasses by which they have trespassed against me when they shall dwell securely in their land and none shall make them afraid. When I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them out of their enemies' lands and I am sanctified in them in my sight of many nations, they shall know that I am Yahweh their God. And that... I caused them to go into captivity among the nations and have gathered them to their own land, and I will leave none of them any more there. Neither will I hide my face any more from them, for I have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord Yahweh. That's it. Wow. Wow. All right. Wow. Amazing. Uh, should we take a break now before we hop yeah. into this big, chunky chapter? Chunky boy. Yeah, let's do it. A real chunk of a chapter. Cool. Before we move on to this chunk, we're going to take a quick break to talk about some ways you can support this show. If you're enjoying it, having a wonderful time, the best thing you can do is tell your friends and to bring them to the live shows. If you go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live, you can either watch it streaming there or you can go to twitch.tv and follow us on Twitch. You can watch it on you know, your mobile devices or your smart TV or your uh, smartwatch. Actually, I don't know if you can do no, that. Your AR cool. contact lenses. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, all of those. You could Soon watch us. the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You probably already could do it in the metaverse if you just have a web browser in there and you know, pull up <laughs> twitch.tv, look for Drunk Bible Study. 
Anyway, we would love to have you and all of your friends join us for this each week. We have a blast. Also, if this is a show that brings you enjoyment and delight, and you would like to give a little something back to us, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. And as a thank you for supporting our show, we have things like early releases of episodes, give you a personal toast on the show, uh, access to all of Emily's beautiful drink recipes and pictures of her fancy drinks that she creates every week. Fancy. Fancy. And uh, we would just really appreciate your support. It means a lot to us as a as a small podcast. All right, folks, we're back. We're hopping straight into Ezekiel chapter 40. In the five and 20th year, five and 20 blackbirds. Was it five and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Ew. That sounds like the number you'd need to bake. In the five and 20th year of our captivity, in the beginning of the year, in the 10th day of the month, in the 14th year after that the city was struck, in the same day the hand of Yahweh was on me and he brought me there. In the visions of God brought he me into the land of Israel and set <laughs> wow, me this down. Is extremely easy to follow. Him. <laughs> and set me down on a very high mountain whereon was, mm. as it were, the frame of a city on the south. He brought me there. Mm. And behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of brass with a line of flax in his hand and a measuring reed, and he stood in the gate. I think this is another alien encounter. If his appearance is like the appearance of brass, like he's shiny. Ooh, cool. I hope so. Yeah, like... Like, it's C-3PO. Uh, Yahweh sent C-3PO. <laughs> okay, so are we... We should have Anthony... Da- is Anthony Daniels still alive? I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. Yes. Great. Okay, well, call his agent. Kenny Baker please. is not yeah. still alive, but we still have okay. Anthony Daniels. Okay. Okay. The man... Great. So, the so Eugene, Eugene okay. took a different take here, and he's just like, there was a man who was like, Deeply tanned. Like, <laughs> oh, like, no, so Eugene, come on. Deeply tanned. I see. So he's like this beautiful bronze skin. Right. M- maybe. I, I think it's C-3PO, though. I'm pretty sure that's I hope so. okay. I can't. Cool. I can't maintain an Anthony Daniels impression through this whole thing. So just in your mind, <laughs> oh, ears, <laughs> you need to put that in there. Oh, dear. Okay. The man said to me, <laughs> Son of man, see with your eyes and hear with your ears and set your heart on all that I shall show you. For to the intent that I may show them to you, are you brought here? Declare all that you see to the house of Israel. Okay, so he's like, listen up, pay attention. Yeah, pay attention and remember all this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, folks, folks. What? We're getting into more IKEA instructions. Oh, yeah, baby, I'm ready. It's been a long time. I've Gosh, been missing I, it personally. Have you? It hasn't been long enough. But I I really hope oh, y'all have man, some drinks. This is great. At the ready. Yep. For this. Get your drinks. Behold. Get your drinks, but also get out your graph paper yeah. and your you know protractors because <laughs> uh, we're gonna build us a temple. Behold, a wall yep. on the outside of the house round about, mm-hmm. and in the man's hand a measuring reed six cubits long of a cubit and a handbreadth each. So he measured the thickness of the building, one reed, and the height, one reed. Okay. Wait, is C-3PO telling him to do this? Yes. Got it. So, so okay, hold on. So we got here, we have a wall, and the thickness 
is one of these reeds, which... Six cubits. Eugene says is 10 feet. Okay. That sounds about he's, right. He's translated that into... Yeah, I think that's about right. I think I'd believe that. Okay, so we got 10-foot thick walls and also 10-foot tall. Okay. Interesting. So like... Very chunky. You normally think of a wall being taller than it is thick, yeah. but you know that just shows how I'm so limited in my thinking about walls. <laughs> then came he to the gate, which looks toward the east, and went up the steps of it, and he measured the threshold of the gate, one reed broad, and the other threshold, one reed broad. Every lodge... Oh, so, very, <laughs> so, so we got a threshold that's also 10 foot by 10 foot, right? Jace, are you trying to draw this? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, okay. Don't even worry about are, it. Are I'm you just, surprised by this, Stoker? Uh, yeah, yeah. okay. okay. So we got 10 foot by 10 foot is the is the entrance uh-huh. here, right? That's what we're talking about. Okay. Uh-huh. And all around, we've got this 10 foot by 10 foot thick. Okay, wall. Jace, okay. this is the thing, though. Yeah. We can't stop no, no, at every no, single even... measurement because there's a lot. There's a lot. So you just got to keep up. Hey, look. C-3PO just told him to pay attention and I'm trying to do as as he instructs, yes. you know? okay. Every lodge was one reed long and one reed broad. And the space between the lodges was five cubits. And the threshold of the gate by the porch of the gate toward the house was one reed. What's a reed again? Is it like a meter? Porch? No. It's 10 feet. Ten a feet. reed is 10 feet. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so much, like... Uh, like three meters and a foot. He measured also the porch of the gate toward the house, one reed. Mm. Oh, good. Then measured he the porch of the gate, eight cubits, and the posts of it, two cubits, and the porch of the gate was toward the house. How you doing, Jace? Okay, yeah. So we got like outside the gate, I've got a a porch that's got posts, and those are two cubits. Uh Uh-huh. And then we've also got an inside porch that's that's a reed by a reed, so ten feet. How much? How much is a cubit again? Wasn't a cubit like from your your middle finger to your elbow, initially? Yeah, I think that's yeah. that one. Because yeah. a span is like between your thumb and your pinky, okay. and I'm pretty sure a cubit is is middle finger to elbow. Okay, so like this. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The lodges of the gate eastward were three on this side and three on that side. They were three, they three were of one measure. And the posts had one measure on this side and on that side. He measured. He screwed this up. Yeah, Uh yeah. He measured (laughs) the breadth of the opening of the gate, 10 cubits, and the length of the gate, 13 cubits. And a border before the lodges, one cubit on this side. Ten cubits is long. And a border, one cubit on that side. And the lodges, six cubits on this side and six cubits on that side. What is this and that? Like left and right? Like Like one side and the other side? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. He measured the gate from the roof of the one lodge to the roof of the other. A breadth of 25 Mm. cubits, door against door. Boy, okay. He made also posts, 60 cubits. And the court reached the posts round about the gate. Now, I'm not trying to sit here and draw it out like Jace is. And in my mind, it's just its just a, a tesseract. It's a Rubik's Cube. It's I a tesseract, is it? It's, it's an impossible dimension. It's an Escher drawing. I mean, mine is starting to look like an Escher drawing. So. <laughs> <laughs> From the forefront of the gate at the entrance to the forefront of the inner porch of the gate were 50 cubits. There were closed windows. That's huge. There were closed (laughs) windows to the lodges and to their posts within the gate roundabout, and likewise to the arches. And windows were roundabout inward, and on each post were palm trees. What? Okay, hold on. I got to draw some (laughs) palm trees here, real quick. 
Palm, palm <laughs> trees, palm trees. Palm trees, palm trees. Okay, yeah, go on. Then brought he... Palm trees, palm trees. Then palm trees, palm trees. <laughs> brought he me into the outer court. He me. And behold... Like he brought me? Yeah, he, he brought me. And behold, mm-hmm. there were chambers and a pavement made for the court roundabout. Thirty chambers were on the pavement. Wait, what? They're chambers? What the hell are you talking about? Wait, also, and he said he brought me. So is is it like an imagining exercise that God is taking Ezekiel yeah, on? Yeah, it sounds like he could be tripping again. Or maybe, well, did, yeah. He did say in a vision that he, this happened okay. in a vision. Okay, so, yeah, so this he's is, like, we're tripping again. Yeah. yeah, he's like walking him around this thing and, and Ezekiel somehow is able to understand the cubit measurements as he is walking around this imaginary well, space. A, oh, I think C-3PO is he just... He has a measuring stick. Okay. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, because C-3PO has this measuring stick. The reed. That's yeah. The, okay. the, ten, the 10 foot long Yeah, and, reed. and he's yeah. like, one, two, three, four, 30 or whatever it was. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then okay. we've got all these rooms around the outside of this. Sean in the chat place. is requesting that you post your notes in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship. Oh, we, we all want to <laughs> see oh, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. We oh, all want to see them. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm, drawing the, I'm drawing 30 rooms around the outside. It's going to take Oh, okay. good. Okay. okay, okay. The pavement yeah. was by the side of the gates, answerable to the length of the gates, even the lower pavement. I lost count. This may not be 30. Then, okay. <laughs> he measured the breadth from the forefront of the lower gate to the forefront of the inner court outside, 100 cubits, what? both Sheesh. on the east and on the north. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, my scale like a... is all wrong now. <laughs> the gate of the outer court, whose prospect is toward the north, he measured the length of it and the breadth of it. The lodges of it were three on this side and three on that side. And the posts of it and the arches of it were after the measure of the first gate. The length of it was 50 cubits and the breadth 25 cubits. The windows of it and the arches of it and the palm trees of it were after the measure of the gate whose prospect is toward the east. And they went up to it by seven steps and the arches of it were before them. There was a gate. <laughs> Your paper ripping in the background. No, he was I, like, I, Screw I, this. I, I, this is extending onto two pages now. So I've got to kind of reconfigure okay. here. So sorry, we had, so okay, okay. Big, big, huge, giant gate on the east, right? And yes, there were seven about. steps leading up to it. Oh, shoot. Okay, and arches steps. before those One, steps. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arches, arches, right. Arches, arches. There was a okay. gate uh-huh. to the inner court over against the other gate, both That's on the north ah, another and gate. on the east. Okay, okay. And he measured from gate to gate 100 cubits. Sheesh. Okay, whoa, wait, hold on. Okay, another gate. This is 100 gates for days. cubits. Mm-hmm. Boy, okay, yeah. He led me toward the south, and behold, a gate toward the south, and he measured the posts of it and the arches of it according to these measures. There were windows in it, and in the arches of it roundabout, like those windows, the length was 50 cubits and the breadth 25 cubits. So here's the issue, Jace, is this is where we were going to split up this chapter, and you were going to start reading, but I can keep reading if you want to keep taking notes yeah, and drawing. Yeah. So, like, I'm doing really good oh. so far. Whoa. Um, wow. Whoa, so, man. Whoa. We definitely have to post that. Wow. I'll definitely post this in the Facebook group. You yeah. are doing well so far. Yeah, what we'll have to do in the bonus 
is we'll look at your notes and then I'm sure people who are better Bible scholars and have more time to dedicate to understanding this have probably created some artist renditions of this. And so I'll have to compare that to what we find on the internet. Sounds good. I'm going to keep going. Okay. You ready? Yep. Yeah. There were seven steps to go up to it. Oh, right. Another seven steps. Yeah. And the arches of it were before them and it had palm trees. Oh. One on this side. And another on that side, on the posts of it. Palm trees. Palm trees, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. There was a gate to the inner court toward the south, and he measured from gate to gate toward the south 100 cubits. Then he brought me to the inner court by the south gate, and he measured the south gate according to these measures, and the lodges of it, and the posts of it, and the arches of it according to these measures, and there were windows in it, and in the arches of it round about. It was 50 cubits long and 25 cubits broad. Wait, yeah. wait. Yeah, we got what, that. We got that. What is this? <laughs> he hasn't said, has he? What's happening? <laughs> Why are we doing this? So, so Eugene titled this chapter Measuring the Temple Complex. Okay. So okay. I'm assuming this is the site of the new temple. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So it was a tabernacle thing and now it's a temple complex. Yeah. With palm trees just everywhere. So, so many, but like palm trees on posts. So I'm unclear yeah, if these are palm trees or just drawings of like palm carvings. trees. Yeah. Yeah. All, listen, here in Los Angeles, in LA, in Los Angeles, LA. yeah, there is, there are these really long palm trees that basically have nothing, you know, 50 feet up until they have the little poof at the top. Mm, and right. I, I'm thinking of those on, on top of these whatever they are, the posts. Mm. And that just doesn't okay. seem safe. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, like they can topple over at any moment. Yeah. We got more to go. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Okay. There were arches round about 25 yeah. cubits long and five yes. cubits broad. The arches of it were toward the outer court and palm trees were on the posts of it and the ascent to it had eight steps. What? Eight steps? <laughs> eight. Wait, which? In China, eight is a very... Lucky numbers, so eight. Okay, okay. Is this, I'm sorry, now are we at the inside gate or is this even a farther outside? Inner court by the south gate. By the south gate, okay, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He brought me into the inner court toward the east and he measured the gate according to these measures and the lodges of it and the posts of it and the arches of it according to these measures and there were windows therein and in the arches of it round about it was 50 cubits long and 25 cubits broad. The arches of it were toward the outer court and palm trees were on the posts of it on this side and on that side and the ascent to it had eight steps. Eight steps, gosh. Eight. Okay, I'm gonna put eight there and then one, two, three, four. Okay, folks, get ready to get ready to keep on drinking for repetition. Okay, love it. (laughs) He brought me to the north gate and he measured ah, it according to these measures. The on, lodges of it, page. the posts of it, and the arches of it. And there were windows therein, round about. The length was 50 cubits and the breadth 25 cubits. The posts of it were toward the outer court and palm trees were on the posts of it on this side and on that side. And the ascent to it had eight steps. I don't like that. Eight steps. I don't like Palm that. trees, arches, palm trees, eight steps. Got it. Yes. Okay. okay. A chamber with the door of it was by the posts at the gates. Oh, okay. There, okay. they washed the burnt offering. Oh. Oh, okay. So hold on. I got to draw a little, a, a little sort of a sacrifice stand. <laughs> what are those called? An altar? That's a the one. sacrifice stand. Yeah. Maybe you can put a little cow in there or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sacrifice, you know. Yeah. You know, that thing. Okay. Yep. In the porch of the gate were two tables on this side porch. and two tables on that side. 
to kill thereon. You got to have your porch. Yeah. Well, porch. to kill thereon the burnt oh, offering and okay. the sin offering and the trespass offering. I thought that God was over this offering. No, he's back into it now. Yeah. He's really, okay. he's come around. Whatever. He's like, oh, if you build me a, an elaborate house, mm-hmm. then I'll like an it. institution for doing this, then I'm into it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so they get washed, then they get killed. On the one side outside, as one goes up to the entry of the gate toward the north, were two mm-hmm. tables. Yep. And on the other side, which belonged to the porch of the gate, were two tables. Oh, gosh. Two there's two two porches. Four tables. Two porches, two tables. Hold on. Four tables. Four porches, tables were on this side. Whoa. And four tables on that side by the side of the gate. Eight tables, whereupon they killed the sacrifices. Oh my I don't they don't need hold on, hold do on. they how many freaking sacrifices are they doing? <laughs> I feel like it's like Yahweh's walking through with an architect <laughs> and Ray's like, and right here, okay, I think it's gonna be two tables. Uh, you know what? Hold on. No, let's let's do two tables here, here, on both here, sides. Here, actually, here, 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 here. Yeah. actually, okay. You know what? Okay, no, eight tables. I want eight tables. I need eight tables. Gosh. Yep. Okay. Got it. Killing tables. Check. She is. There were four tables for the burnt offering of hewn stone, a cubit and a half long, and a cubit and a half broad, and one cubit high. Whereupon they laid the instruments with which they killed the burnt offering and the sacrifice. The hooks, a hand breadth long, were fastened within, round about, and on the tables was the flesh of the offering. Outside of the inner gate were chambers for the singers in the inner court. Oh, there are singers. (laughs) This is the first time we've heard of temple singers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, singers. Are they singing as the animals are being murdered? Probably. Maybe they're singing to the animals to chill them out. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. That's horrifying. Mm. That's horrifying. And their prospect was toward the south, one at the side of the east gate, having the prospect toward the north. He said to me, this chamber, whose prospect is toward the south, is for the priests, the keepers of the charge of the house. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what? Okay, so south, we have, this is a chamber for priests. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. And the chamber whose prospect is toward the north is for the priests, the keepers of the charge of the altar. These are the sons of Zadok, who from among the sons of Levi come near to Yahweh to minister to him. I'm sorry, could, where where did the singers go? I thought they were at the north. Are they in the east? No, they're, yeah, they're in the north. The north part of the east? Yeah. They're also in the you north. You know, the north of the east. <laughs> <laughs> Northeast. Okay, all right. So def- the northern okay. part of the eastern part. Okay, there's definitely priests up here. Maybe, okay. I'm going to put question mark, maybe singers here, but there also may be singers here. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So there's like, we got East, Maine, and then I got North oh now. I've got three you pages. Have three pages. Of, wow. How did you made all of that in this amount of time? It's extremely impressive. It's been hard at work. There's a lot of information. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm really, I couldn't have done that. That's a lot of impressive working. Thank you. In one's mind. Well done. He measured the court. 100 cubits long and 100 cubits broad, four square, and the altar was before the house. What? Then... The house? The, the, the priesty house? Yeah. It just says the house. Okay, sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's this. It's the I'm house it's of this. the priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then he brought me to the porch of the house and measured each post of the porch, five cubits on this side and five cubits on that side, and the breadth of the gate was three cubits on this side and three cubits on that side. 
The length of the porch was 20 cubits and the breadth 11 cubits, even by the steps by which they went up to it. And there were pillars by the posts, one on this side and another on that side. Okay, pillars. Got it. That's it. Oh, that's it. That's the end. Okay. I don't know if that's the end of the instructions. It could continue next week, but that's what I got for now. Dedeker, I see you should make Jace do the psalm that you were going to do. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So let me try to show you what I have here. Yeah. yeah. So I can't. there we go. Oh, sorry. wow. Okay. So wow. here, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold this up to the camera and I'll post this in the Facebook group for the people who aren't watching live. So this is kind of the main courtyard where we had all these buildings inside and then there's like pavement around it and also a thick wall. And then there's all the rooms around the pavement. Really thick. And then down to the south here, we've got a, a porch with some steps and then 100 cubits and then more steps. And they, these are palm trees uh, on the gates. And also these are little arches. They kind of look like birds, but they're arches. Uh, and then... and then can- <laughs> Jay, sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but just like what's happening right now, I feel like this is a premonition of how Ezekiel's going to come across telling the people like we're, Emily and I are the Israelites <laughs> and you're Ezekiel holding up your rumpled loose leaf and pointing at it. 100%. <laughs> yep. This is what yep. Ezekiel did in real life. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, then, so then, then this second page here, which I need to tape to the top of this one, this is the north side. Where we've got eight more steps with palm tree columns and then a porch out here. And this is the eight tables around the, the porches. Okay. And then this thing here is the, the altar, the little sacrifice machine. And then and then we've got maybe a houses for singers, but definitely houses for priests. And that's got its own porch with with stairs too. And then off to the East here. This is the east. And then off to the east, we have eight more steps and some arches and some palm trees and uh, a house for singers on the north side of it, probably. So that there we go. Good job. Well, I hate to break it to you. John Michael in the chat does point out that these instructions are going to continue. I got to hold on to this. You got to hold on to that. (laughs) Don't put those in some place that you're going to forget them. Please bring them back. Yep. Yep, I will put that in a special. You're going to need to continue your work. Special place. On yes. them. Don't even. So worry. maybe okay. So should we wait on posting those until we get the full instructions? No, I think people listening to this episode when it comes we out, we want to see it evolve. They want to see over the work time. in progress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. The whip. I got gotcha. you. Whip. Watch you whip, um, baby. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready. So now you want me to read some psalms? Yeah. You want me to read a psalm? I'll. I'll. You can do eighty that Dedeker was going to do. I'll. I'll start. Okay. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Well. Now it's time for Silly Psalms with DBS, the part of the show where DBS comes out and reads some psalms. Yeah, we do. It's time for a psalm by yourself. Okay, ready? God, the nations have come into your inheritance. (laughs) They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in heaps. They have given the dead bodies of your servants to be food for the birds of the sky. Oh, cool. We're talking about birds here and there. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's thematically it's fun when that, relevant. that happens. Yeah. I, you know what? It lines up the flesh of your saints to the animals of the earth. Why did you say that? So weird. I, I thought it was servants <laughs> for a minute, but it was oh, saints. Okay. Okay. They have shed their blood like the water around Jerusalem. There was no one to bury them. 
we have become reproach to our neighbors, a scoffing and derision to those who are around us. How long, Yahweh? Question mark. Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that don't know you. Something about really calmly saying, pour out your wrath on these people. It's just Yeah, this person is super emo who ate staff or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. On the kingdoms that don't call your name, for they have devoured Jacob and destroyed his homeland. Don't hold the iniquities of our forefathers against us. Let your tender mercy, mer- mercies, not mercenaries, mercies, <laughs> speedily meet us, for we are in desperate need. Help us, God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Let it be known among the nations before our eyes that vengeance for your servant's blood is being poured out. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before you. According to the greatness of your power, preserve those who are sentenced to death. Pay back to our neighbors seven times into their bosom, their reproach with which they have reproached you, Lord. Whoa, can they say that in this? translation. So we, your people and sheep of your pasture, we give you thanks forever. We will praise you forever to all generations. That's it. I don't know what that was. That was the weirdest reading of a psalm I've ever heard. I loved it. It was great. Um, Listen, that guy was over it, okay? So, so here's the funny thing. So when we got into these Asaph psalms and I picked out this like loungy, loungy music and I sent it to Leah, our editor, and she was like, oh, I, it's okay. I already have the Asaph music from last time we picked it. I was like, wait, what? And then I remembered we had one random Asaph psalm before and we picked out this like heavy metal song oh, for it no. because it was really intense. Oh. And really, that would have been better for this psalm right here. Definitely. Yeah, with bosoms and blood pouring out. Yeah, you know, like... Maybe. Condemned to death. Take all the reproach they gave you and put it back in their bosom. Yeah, totally. Stick it right in their bosom. Yeah, right there. Well, I wasn't going to say it metal. I feel like he was over it because he's like, can you believe this is happening to us? Whatever, God. No, it's it's fun. It's like a... Whatever. It's like a Richard Cheese rendition of a metal song. You know, it's like a loungy cover. There you go. Okay, this is Psalm 80. For the chief musician to the tune of The Lilies of the Covenant. Ooh. A psalm by Asaph. We all know this, this hit, Lilies of the Covenant. Very well. We've done this a few times, I think. It's one of my faves. Hear us, shepherd of Israel. You who led Joseph like a flock, you who sit above the cherubim, shine out before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might. Come to save us. Turn us again, God. Cause your face to shine and we will be saved. I don't know why this happened. I don't don't know. Okay. Yahweh. Just roll with it. Just keep going. Yahweh, God of armies, how long will you be angry? against the prayer of your people. You have fed them with the bread of tears. <laughs> oh, Yummy. Gross, soggy. <laughs> and have given them tears to drink in large measure. Ew. 
Ew, even grosser. Yep. So some tear bread with tears on the side. <laughs> Ew, I hate it. You make us a source of contention to our neighbors. Our enemies laugh amongst themselves. Uh, Turn us again, God of armies. Cause your face to shine and we will be saved. <laughs> you brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow. Its boughs were like God's cedars. It sent out its branches to the sea, its shoots to the river. Why have you broken down its walls so that all those who pass by the way pluck it? The boar out of the woods ravages it. The wild animals of the field feed on it. Sounds like a slutty grapevine to me. Mm. Mm. Amen. Everybody's plucking it and ravaging mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn again, we beg you, God of armies. Look down from heaven and see and visit this vine, the stock which your right hand planted, the branch that you made strong for yourself. It's burned with fire. It's cut down. They perish at your rebuke. Let your hand be on the man of your right hand, on the son of man whom you made strong for yourself. We will not, so we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. Turn us again, Yahweh, God of armies. Cause your face to shine and we will be saved. Snap, snap. Snap, snap, snap. Asaph is an odd boy. He sure is. You know, (laughs) they feel very distinctly different from David's psalms. Well, David was all about love and regret and... Yeah, David's just like, yeah, love and longing and sweat and skin and (laughs) thinking about you while I'm in bed. You Uh know, that was all David. And Asaph's... I guess a more maybe a more talented, a more interesting songwriter, mm. perhaps. Yeah. Boy, that's yeah. oh, those are some fighting words right there. I don't know, man. <laughs> we can fight about it later. Yeah. Ready. Well, three more to go. Three more episodes. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Gosh, you're right. We're so close. We're so close. I, I can almost taste it. Yeah, I will save these drawings for next time. So this will will continue continue elaborating on this temple. And then we'll go build it from these diagrams. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, okay. Oh, but hey, guess what? What? We what? have a, a new parishioner. What? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, heck yes. So we need to do a toast to our new Patreon supporter, Simone. Simone. Thank you so much for Thank helping you, Simone. us. Keep on, mm-hmm. keep on keeping on on this wild journey of reading every single word of the Bible. It's it's helpful. You know, I feel like my school days have been in the jogathon. Excuse me? For a fundraiser. Jogathon. Where it's like the, the jogathon sucks because who likes running? Certainly not me, but like <sighs> you do it to raise money and you get pledges and and it's like Simone is is like, you know, my mom's friend from work who's like, I'll give you six dollars for the jogathon. And I'm like, okay. And but the jogathon is us reading the Bible instead of running around a track six hundred times. Once so. in a while, you've said to me like, "I am going on a run," and I'm like, "Excuse me." <laughs> uh, 
Jace runs and whatever. I like to I've, run I've, time and time I've again. I've come to terms with that, but Dedeker, you've literally also said, I'm going to go on a run. And I haven't come to terms with that. <laughs> Does it make you feel more comfortable? I haven't gone on a run probably in at least a year. Me neither. Probably more. Mm. So. I go on a walk every Don't day, worry. but yeah. running, sometimes I run. Anyway, Simone. But not because I want to. Okay. Simone, thank you for supporting the Jogathon. That is reading the Bible. Wow. Alrighty, let's bring her home. Three left, everyone. We're so close. We're almost there. Thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, and if you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at drunkbiblestudy.com or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live if you want even more drunk Bible study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more. Become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and Dedeker Winston. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.